Hey, this is Uncle Jim. Hey, are you here? Of course you are. Since the Paul Leslie Hour is currently heard on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Audible, being here has never been easier. Hey, we have for you today Paul Leslie's second interview with Jim Mayer, commonly known as Uncle Jim Mayer. He's a children's music artist. This interview went down after Jim Mayer released the album Let There Be Fun. You should also know that Jim Mayer is the founder of I Am For You Learning. Check it out. That's I Am Number Four You. I Am For You. You know what else? Jim Mayer's been playing bass with Jimmy Buffett's Coral Reefer Band. Ooh forever since 1989 is that something we're really excited about something in particular paul leslie's youtube channel has been growing thank you very much our goal is to keep the growing so maybe you'll subscribe and ding ding ring that bell it would mean a lot to us and it's a great way to be in the know every time a new interview comes out Well, it's been a good long while since this went out on the radio, but guess what? Now it's going to be available all the time. We're glad you're here, and all we have to say is thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Now, let's listen together. We're welcoming back Jim Mayer, Uncle Jim Mayer. It's a pleasure to have him back on. Thank you, Uncle Jim. Good to be here, Paul. You have another album out, uh, this one. It's about time, huh? Yeah, you know, the last one, I enjoyed the last one, but I have to say that this one, this one is extra special. Thank you. It really put a smile on my face in a lot of places. Good. So this album is called Let There Be Fun. Eighth day of creation. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you wrote a couple of the songs with Mac McAnally. Yeah. And one of the one song with your brother Peter, and a lot of great stuff here, a lot of great messages. And uh, I was wondering, uh, uh, like you have, uh, you're going around the world on this album in a lot of ways. <laughs> you mean to Hawaii? We go to Hawaii, Louisiana, <laughs> Louisiana, and to Brazil. Brazil, that's right. <laughs> I forgot about Brazil. They have chairs down there too. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us ab- about uh, the title track. Let there be fun. Yeah. Well, let me think here. You know, it's so funny that these songs, uh, one of the things I wanted to mention, because the question I get asked the most is, how do you write these songs or where does the inspiration come from or what happens? And I think for, for many of us, it's a bit like having a radio in your head. You just kind of have a radio in your head a lot. Um, not to be confused with radio head, but uh, <laughs> you just have a radio in your head. Um, and let there be fun. Uh, I think the verse melody came to me first, and and I just, I don't know, you know, I I wish I had some some big old story behind that one, but really, uh, I wanted to look at the world through the kids' eyes, you know, on that song. And the funny thing is, is that we all look at things differently. So, you know, for instance, uh, the first line, you know, why do we have sky over our heads? You know, get out of bed, the sun will shine. 
And so if a kid looks at a tree, you know, the second verse is, you know, why do we have trees uh, to leave the ground, you know, hang upside down, catch the breeze. So if a, ki- if a child looks at a tree and you ask him, well, why do we have trees? Well, you know, well, for a kid, you know, the reason trees are there is to climb on. <laughs> you know, that's the whole point of trees. You got to climb on them, you know, uh, stuff like that. So that was the, the thought behind it. And um, just kind of let there be fun, you know, lighten up a little bit um, and uh, without getting too philosophical or anything. I just think, you know, that's really what, what Buffett's message is to me. You know, let there be fun. You know, it's it's like – I mean like with Jimmy, it's so interesting because he just has – a way of looking at things. So each one of us has our own way of looking at things. We love hanging on the Buffett thing because his view of stuff is so positive. I mean, someone gets hit by a hurricane and his attitude is get a case of beer and a chainsaw. You got a hurricane party, you know, <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty different attitude. Um, so anyway, I don't know if that answers. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> just, just press play. I'll talk all day. <laughs> uh, I was wondering how you got hooked up. I mean, obviously, you know Mac McAnally from playing with him, but how, how did the idea to get together and write some of these songs came about? I thought that was interesting. Did he hear the first album and said, I got to get in on this? No, I, I wish that was the case. It was pretty simple. I mean, I consider to be Mac, uh, I consider Mac to be one of the finest songwriters in the world. And, and, uh, you know, so to me, it's kind of a no-brainer. You know, you're sitting in a hotel, you got a couple of days off, and Mac Maganelli's a couple of floors, you know, uh, up or down from you, and you call him and say, "Hey, Mac, you want to want to kick in on some lyric ideas?" Uh, the first one we worked together on was Hula Hoop and World. We were actually in Hawaii, and um, I love Hawaii. We were in Honolulu, and uh, I was in a grocery store in Hawaii in their produce department. Hawaiian music just trips me out, and there was this Hawaiian music playing over the sound system. That kind of stuff. Very sacred, lovely Hawaiian music. And and I thought, well, that sounds really good. I, I need to write one of those songs. So on the drive home, I was driving home back to the hotel with a with a trunk load of apples and oranges and pineapples and whatever I bought there. And I just thought, uh, you know, spinning all day. Da, da, da. It's a hula hoop and hula kind of world. Trying to make some kind of hula hoop because that, that's the way the Hawaiian music sounds. I know that's probably completely inane or something for me to say that, but it's a is that kind of feel. So I was hearing that in my head and I had no idea where to take it. And Mac kind of helped clean up the chorus on that and uh, put me in the kind of put me in the right direction. And then I ended up deciding it was going to be about kind of a creation story about the stars spinning around and the solar system and the planets spinning like a hula hoop around the sun. And we're all spinning, you know. That was the first one I worked with Mac on. I uh, also worked with uh, him on Boom, 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 which uh, which he was a huge help. He, he ended up cutting out. I had a whole verse written that he just kind of was like, well, why don't we try this? <laughs> and I thought, okay. <laughs> so I learned with Mac when he makes suggestions. I, I pretty much go with him. Um, but uh, he helped on I'm Mad Because I Want to Be Mad. So anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. But uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about uh, our two friends that narrate this CD. Oh, uh, There's Martin and then, of course, Sammy. Do you mind if I bring them into the interview? Because they've been excited about this. It's their first time on radio. Actually, I, I wanted to meet them today. Okay, Martin, c- could you say hi to Paul, please? I would very much like to say hello to Paul. I have to say it's a complete 
pleasure to be on your radio show. And Sammy, what about you? Yeah, brother, it is so cool to be here. Yeah. Well, guys, welcome to the program. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you could join us. Would you like to ask me a question, Paul? Yes, I have a question for you. Crunchy or smooth when it comes to peanut butter? Well, Uncle Jim prefers the crunchy, but my personal favorite is smooth. I think I like Peter Pan the best. He's my best friend. <laughs> uh, well, speaking I like super chunky, man. It's got to be super chunky and no wheat bread, only white with a toasted. Thank you, Sam. Paul, <laughs> ask the question, please. Well, you know, all the listeners out there, if if they want to get in touch with me, of course they can email me. But my uh, my AIM instant message handle is it is PB Jelly Time, <laughs> and my friends, it is right now peanut butter and jelly time. Three o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us, were these two characters the uh, the muse behind peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, uh, yeah, oh, and then his cousin Vic too. Cousin Vic's a buddy of mine. He in in uh, Nashville. He's my best friend in Nashville and great bass player. And he's just nuts. Where did Sammy and Martin come from? What do you mean? Where did we come from, Uncle Jim? We've been here all the. I know, I know, Martin. <laughs> I know, I know. You've been here. I'm just trying to think this through. Lay it on him, brother. Lay it on him. Okay, Sammy. I'm getting there. Okay, I'm getting there. Um, I'm not sure what song they first wanted to be a part of uh oh it was i'm so happy i'm so happy and this idea came out of these two different characters and they started talking and sometimes we'll be driving down the highway and all three of us will be talking <laughs> <laughs> i haven't got pulled over yet <laughs> well you know it's funny speaking of, of getting pulled over the other day i have something i'm not very proud of but i got pulled over i was going a little fast and I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. But I listened to some of your tunes, and I couldn't help but smile. All right. I was yeah. smiling, and I thought, you know, this is a bummer, but I have to do my civic duty and go play, pay the ticket. <laughs> but I'm not mad, even though I wanted to be. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that seems to be the biggest message in, in your music. And I think that I do think it's something that no matter how old you are, you could get out of that. And that is that, you know, you're as happy as you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln actually said that, um, you know, man is about as happy as he decides to be. Uh, and on my video uh, DVD version of this CD, which I'm working on, uh, I, I want to have those quotes in there because that actually is an Abraham Lincoln quote. And I believe that pretty strongly. Um, I, I kind of, you know, not to get like way, way philosophical or something, but, but I think, I think we tend to see what we are. You know, I tend to, I, you know, I, like for instance, if you're in a bad mood, like everything sucks, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty simple, but if you're in a bad mood. You know, it could be, it doesn't matter how sunny it is. It doesn't matter how beautiful the day is or how friendly the people are. It just, things just aren't right. They're just not right. And on the other hand, when you're in a great mood, man, it can be cloudy and rainy and, you know, whatever. Something really nice just happened. Man, it just doesn't matter because you're in a really good mood. You know, and sure, things, I mean, things will tilt you one way or the other. But uh, but that, but you're right. That theme is is in the CD a lot. I'm so happy. Um, I just decided today I'm so happy. And then on the other side, I'm mad because I want to be mad. <laughs> 
and um, <laughs> and sometimes you just want to be mad. That's okay, you know. <laughs> just take responsibility for it. Don't blame it on anyone else. <laughs> so tell us about the song. I, I want to know it all. Oh yeah, you know that's. I'm glad you asked about that song. Um, I uh, excuse me, Uncle Jim. Can I answer that one, Martin? I'd really like to take this. Okay, I'll wait for later. <laughs> okay, uh, this one, um, I actually sent uh, letters out to grade school teachers and asked them to come up with questions that the kids wrote down. So I, I had a whole list of questions from first through fourth grade of uh, questions that kids asked. I have tons of lists of questions. How many hairs are on a dog? Um you know, uh, are there more boys than girls? That was actually – so a lot of this, these lyrics actually came from questions that children had asked. And then I kind of tweaked them a little bit to make them flow in the lyrics. For instance, this, the question, uh, how come the earth just spins and it doesn't roll? I mean that is such a cool question. <laughs> so I made that into how come you know the, the, the earth just spins, it doesn't roll and twirl. Uh, you know, are there uh, how many cars are in the world? That was one of the kids' questions. So that song um, – totally came out of uh, thinking like a kid and wanting to know, wanting to know it all. And then I asked a bunch of kids, what do you want to know? You know, and some of them were hilarious. They were like, why is my sister such a jerk? (laughs) (laughs) Stuff like that. (laughs) But like, how come some people are so picky? That's actually a kid's question. I mean, most, most of the questions were actually from the kids on that song. And mention, I was mentioning earlier that we kind of get a, a good taste of, of the music of the world on this album. Yes. And uh, I think that's important because I don't, I, don't, I don't think it matters how old you are. It's, there's so much stuff out there, and we should hear as much of it as we can. Absolutely. Uh, to my ears, a lot of the music today is becoming narrower and, and, narrower and narrower. We're, we're hearing less variety. Uh, some of the, to me, some of the most beautiful music that's been made are the bossa novas from the 1960s. I love, uh, there's a great artist, Estrude Gilberto, who brought uh, the song The Girl from Ipanema, which was butchered by thousands of wedding bands, unfortunately, and <laughs> turned it into the boy from Ipanema, whatever. But, uh, but Estrude was wonderful. So anyway, there's all this great music, and my thinking was, when is a young child today going to get to hear a real bossa nova? You know, when are they going to hear that? Of course, Sammy thought it was a burrito, you know, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was actually intentional. And I'm aware that there's so many different styles on this, this CD and my closet hard rock guitarist gets to come out on recess and boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of artists that we play on this show that, uh, perform on the album. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you, is there, was there any uh, particular artist that you really thought shined on this CD? Mm. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, um, Nadira sounds amazing on this CD. Uh, she really sings great. Uh, she's featured on I'm So Happy and the song I'm For You. Um, and uh, she's also, her and Tina are actually also on Boom Boom Boom. Uh, it's Nadira's for, is the first voice you hear on peanut butter and jelly, that big stack of singing. That's Tina and Nadira. Um, I thought Nadira sounds incredible on this. And one of the things that, uh, I think I really want to underscore with the listeners, this CD even way more actually than the first CD is, I mean, it's a children's CD, but 
it's really made so that a, an adult could buy it and listen to it. And and I mean, would you agree? Don't don't you? Think? I do. I do. It's, it's really even if you don't have any kids, and I think that's the biggest mistake that people make about my music is that oh well, I don't have any kids, or maybe I'll get it for the nieces and nephews or something. And and they're actually missing a lot because I'm the music was specifically designed. Uh, for adults to really enjoy, especially songs like I'm For You, I'm So Happy, stuff like that. Uh, there were a few songs that I listened to three or four times in a row. Really? Well, yeah. thank you. Wow. I, I, I really liked, uh, I really liked the, the fullness of a lot of the tracks. And uh, I'm a big fan of Jake Shimabukuro. Oh, yeah. And he played on, on one of those the songs, the Hula Hoopin' World song. Yeah. And uh, also Sonny Landreth, of course, plays on the album. But yeah, there's some great stuff on there. And I wanted to know, what do you think the most important message in your music is? Mm. Whether it's for, a, whether it's a kid listening or a, a grown-up person or someone, huh. someone like me that's in between. <laughs> right, right. Well, gosh, uh, that's challenging to um, boil down for me. I think and this is maybe, I don't know, I'll probably give three answers and then find the one that makes sense. Um, I mean, the, the surface thing to me is relax and enjoy um, is the message. But but I really think that the message of this CD is choice. I think it's about choosing uh, how you want to be in the world and realizing that you have a choice. Uh, I think that's, you brought that up earlier. I really think that's, that's, you know, would be what I would say to the adults, to the kids. I would just say, you know, have fun and work together, you know, play together. Um, what I'm for you is all about community. Uh, it's all about being real. You know, we don't pretend. Um, but, but I really think that, uh, okay, like for instance, um, the song Recess is about dealing with bullies on the playground, you know. Well, that's dealt with by making a choice to just look them straight in the eye and go ahead and play anyway. You know, I will swing on a swing, a slide on a slide, I will run, I will play, but I will, will not hide. I will look them straight in the eye and free as a bird, and I'm going to fly. You know, it's just it's making a choice rather than being a victim. Uh, that's recess. Uh, boom, boom, boom is, you know, listening to the sound in your head and, you know, uh, basically, you know, <laughs> being part of a sporting event, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a song that I got to be a big part of. That's correct, Martin. You did, and I was very proud of you. Um, yeah, I'm so happy. I just decided today. Uh, I'm mad because I want to be mad. I think it's really about you know uh, making choices. You know, making the right choices. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Mailboat Records. Oh yeah. How did the album come to to be picked up by Mailboat? Well, that actually. Uh, a few months after um, I re this actually started with Funky as a Diaper. Um, a few months after I had released that, uh, Jimmy Buffett came to me and he said, "Do you do you have a kids CD out?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "I'd like to hear it." And I gave him I gave it to him to listen to. And uh, a couple weeks later, um, you know, one of his assistants came up and they said, "Man, Jimmy really likes your CD, and he'd really like to." put it on mailboat so jimmy and i had a very brief meeting um in chicago and he just said i really like what you're doing and i'd like to put it on mailboat and and try to sell some cds and do something good with this and i said man amen to that you know it's <laughs> sounds like a plan to me you know and uh and this this new cd also will be on mailboat records and uh 
Um, it will actually be available on their websites very soon, uh, as it will be on my website. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that it was pretty simple, you know, stuff with Jimmy tends to be, he's very decisive. He, he makes decisions very quickly. If he likes something, he likes it. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. And it's real simple, you know? So, uh, I lucked out. He really liked this CD a lot, and he really likes the second CD too. And uh, so, you know, I, f- I feel privileged to be part of the Mailboat lineup. And uh, and I really, it's a great company to work with because it's very low key and down to earth and very accessible. You know, unlike most record companies, it's a little bit, you know, <clears throat> it's not exactly a family deal. But I feel like we all know each other real well and can get a hold of anyone when I need to. So that's it's a really good thing. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier that there's going to be a DVD yes, released. Yes. So tell us about the DVD coming up. Yeah, the DVD. Um, in in the the uh, I'm going to try to make the DVD come out quicker than the CD came out because I, I wanted the CD to come out about a year before it did. Uh, the DVD, uh, I as you can as you already know, I have a really really wacky sense of humor, and uh, on the DVD. Uh, there will be some music videos, but there will also just be some sketch, some sketches and skits and just crazy stuff. I mean, I have the characters Martin and Sammy, but in the DVD, I actually have several conversations with inanimate objects. Um, <laughs> I talked to a stop sign in Florida. Um, I talked to a brass duck in Boston. Uh, I talked to a 747 jet at the LA airport. It's from Australia. It doesn't quite know where it's going. Um, so there's a lot of fun on the video, um, a lot of crazy stuff. Um, and uh, I, I had uh, about 28 kids watching a pile of dirt in central <laughs> Illinois at a small town. And we actually uh, we actually put up a, uh, a sign that said dirt watching, you know, a dollar. <laughs> we, we announced it. And I told the teacher, I, the teacher was a friend of mine there, and I said, just tell the kids at 5 o'clock. 5 p.m., uh, Uncle Jim's going to be watching dirt, you know. So <laughs> it was hilarious, man. Like five, <laughs> like five minutes to five, all of these soccer mom vans start pulling up, coming around the corner. I mean, it was like if you build it, they will come. You know, I mean, they just started piling around the corner. And there's this big pile of dirt in this construction site. And so they set out folding chairs. And we, we those kids sat quietly and watched dirt for three minutes, man, which <laughs> – which I figure that's an extreme sport. <laughs> that's an extreme sport for kids to be quiet for three minutes, and none of them raised a peep. And uh, it was actually funny because uh, afterwards, I I asked one of the kids. I said, "How was it?" You know, I'm all psyched about dirt watching. First first time ever done in history. Never been done before. Um, and uh, he said it was boring. And I said, "Why is boring?" <laughs> I said, was it was it the most boring thing you've ever done in your life? And he said, no. And I said, well, next year we're going to go for five minutes. Are you coming back? And he said, absolutely. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm coming back. <laughs> it's crazy stuff like that and um, just wacky skits and all kinds of goofy stuff. It'll be fun. <laughs> So do you have anything in mind for another album? I've got several albums in mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed I, the first thing I, I did when I when I got the CD is I was like, where is where is my toothbrush on here? <laughs> <laughs> where is your toothbrush? Remember that? We no. Were, on, on the last interview, we, we talked about where is my toothbrush? Because that's a question everyone's asked. That's right. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I'm seriously ADD, so I come up with all these ideas, and they just—that's uh, why I have a little recorder like you do, and I just—I uh, just talk into them all the time, and you know, <laughs> catalog all my ideas and write songs out of them. But yeah, where is my toothbrush? Yeah, that, that'll need to be on the next one. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I've actually—I've actually got ideas for a couple. I mean, it's you know, that's the thing—is it's just uh, getting them out enough, you know. And and I, the next CD, I don't want to wait as long. I really don't. I, I want the next one to be out much sooner than, you know, I don't want it to be another couple of years. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I've got a bunch of ideas. I mean, I've got kind of a bunch of Broadway type songs that are kind of nutty and uh, one called belly button grow. Uh, and, <laughs> and, uh, uh, all kinds of wacky stuff. I mean, I, you know, uh, I think I'd rather just talk about this CD right now, but, but yeah, sure. there's tunes, piled up and backlogged and whatever i mean there's you know uh when i finished this cd i mean this song this cd has 14 by the way there is a hidden track that's what sonny landreth plays on and uh mom i love you but you don't got cable that's hidden after <laughs> that's the sequel to where's the turkey that's when harold uh ends up moving in with the farthingtons and that needs to be a cartoon someday <laughs> so tell us uh have you ever thought about doing a duet with someone well, I do a duet with uh, uh, Nadira and I'm for you. Uh, well, what are you thinking of? You know, it's funny because there's uh, this is just an idea. I mean, just an idea that popped up when I was listening to this album. I was thinking, you know, the thing about Jimmy Buffett is he has this sense of, of childhood wonder mm -hmm. about him. Yeah, totally. And to a lot of people, that's very precious, mm -hmm. you know. And I was thinking he kind of has a, 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 a voice that would go well. With this kind of music. Oh yeah. So maybe one day. Maybe one day. I'd love to do a duet with Jimmy. I should. Uh, I should ask him on the next CD. That's a great idea. So, uh, is there any song in particular that's a favorite of yours? Yeah, without a doubt, my favorite on the CD is "I'm for You." That's just. I just like that song. And when I recorded this CD, um, a lot of the material, to be honest. I wasn't even sure they were kids' songs, you know, um, and that's that's why I kind of keep telling people, you know, don't just think of this as a uh, a Raffi remake, which it's not at all, you know, or like a Barney whatever bonanza. It's not that at all. Um, and, and I'm for you. I wrote, uh, and I really wasn't even sure it was a kid song, but I liked the song so much, and I tweaked the lyrics so that it would fit with. I, I was trying to tweak the lyrics so that they would apply to almost any situation, even if it was a committed relationship or best friends or, you know, two 13 year old girls or guys in, in school that are just like best friends or a classroom of kids or a sporting team, you know, a baseball team, uh, or even soldiers. I actually thought of the last verse, especially I actually thought about soldiers, uh, in Iraq fighting, you know, we, we play this game into the flame, you know, uh, I was really thinking about any scenario where people are working together and there's teamwork and I wanted it to apply to all those scenarios. And so to me, that's, that's by far my favorite song on the CD. It just, I love playing it and Nadira sounds great on it. And it's, you know, it was real fun to write it. <laughs> what is the best thing about getting to be uncle Jim? <laughs> Well, the best thing about being Uncle Jim, I mean, Uncle, like a lot of us uh, artists, uh, you know, what we do, the character is just a magnification of a part of ourselves. And Uncle Jim is a very big part of me. 
um, uh, sometimes to the annoyance of friends. <laughs> but I, you know, uh, the best part about being Uncle Jim is that life is a blast. I mean, that's and I'm I'm like never bored. I I don't I, I talk about this with Mac McAnally that it's very rare that I'm bored. You know, if whether I'm sitting in an airport or or anything, because you know you can have conversations with anything. You know, a hairbrush or a remote control and ask them where they came from and how long they've been here at the Ritz. And it's pretty, I know some people think I'm <laughs> schizophrenic and, or whatever. I think I'm just happy, you know, but, uh, but no, it's uh, the best part about being uncle Jim is that life is fun, you know? And, uh, uh, sometimes, you know, on long trips, uh, Sammy Martin and I will have conversations about <laughs> like one, for instance, was, uh, Martin wanted to be a, uh, country singer now you notice how so many country singers have three names you know <laughs> they, they a lot of them have martin yeah. wants to have four names <laughs> <laughs> morgan jessup rayfield williams and sammy points out that it's that's one too many names you know it's one too many names anyway uh yeah my brain is kind of like a, a constant tv show so <laughs> i just try to stay on the road <laughs> if you see me driving <laughs> stand back 200 yards <laughs> it might not be safe <laughs> My last question, and I didn't get to ask you this uh, on the f the first interview, but I want to ask it to you now. Yeah. This program goes out all over the world. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to ask you, Jim Mayer, Uncle Jim, what would you like to say to the world? Oh, man. That's easy. <laughs> God is good, life is good, and we have each other. That's that's my motto, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole deal to me right there. That's that's real easy. God is good, life is good, and we have each other. And um, yeah, yeah. And I think the the whole trick is just seeing that. You know, there's a lot of uh, man. There's a lot of tough stuff going on right now. I mean, it it'll blow your mind. The, the trick is is to not be mistaken that that's all that's going on. I think the TV would very much like us to believe that that's all that's going on. The fact is that's that's pretty much what sells, you know. And I I know that's kind of cliche, and I don't mean to sound cheesy, but I think it's I think it's pretty true. I think that uh, you know what sells is the pain and the distress, and we're trying to get some kind of uh, you know some kind of rise out of the heart or or what what I don't know some something to get the pulse moving. And to me, uh, just getting out of bed in the morning is pretty thrilling, uh, you know. <laughs> But I, but my attitude is, you know, you, you can stir up the glass all you want. Sometimes you got to stop stirring it and just see what the contents are. And by that, I mean, uh, you know, take a day to slow down and see what's really going on, you know, because, uh, man, we, we go fast, man. There is there is so much speed um, in our culture, in our, in our world. But that's, that's it for me, man. I mean, <clears throat> and, and to me, you know, those bumper stickers that say if you're not uh, pissed off, you're what is it? You're missing something. It's like or, you, you're something like if you're not mad, you're not yeah, paying attention. You're not paying attention to me. If you're not grateful, you're not paying attention. I mean, what you know? Um, and yeah, there's probably a lot of things to be mad about. Uh, and 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 I, I would agree that there's a lot of things that need changing all over the world. But to me, if you're not grateful, you're not paying attention. If you're not joyful, you're not paying attention. You know. Um, Pablo Casal is a great cellist. I mean, there's this great story about him with a student cellist and him and some other really great cellists were sitting around and the student played a piece and this other, this friend of Pablo Casals just tore him to pieces, you know, it's like, ah, oh, this is wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. And 
Pablo Casal said, you know, any idiot can can tear it down, but it takes an artist to build it up, you know. And I think hmm. that's that that that's really what I love about what Jimmy Buffett does um, is is he makes life more fun. You know, I mean, it's really simple. It's just, you know, uh, it's it's more fun. He has a way of looking at things, uh, and that's a lot of what I'm trying to do too, in my own way. You know, just just uh, a way of looking at things that makes life fun. I mean, given your choice, wouldn't you rather have a good day than a bad day? You know, <laughs> it's pretty simple. <laughs> we don't know that we have our own hands on the button. You know, we can flip that switch, you know. <laughs> so anyway, enough philosophizing. <laughs> well, to put it simply, there's a smile in the sky. There's a smile in the sky. There you go. Well, Uncle Jim, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. and. As always, keep doing what you're doing because it's a very positive message. And I'll tell you, it, it, you can tell it's heartfelt, mm. and it doesn't matter how old you are. Mm. The message is pure, and, and I, I appreciate you taking the time and, and doing this, everything. Well, thanks so much, Paul. It's great to be on your show again. Thank you. All righty. I've like? got to do it, man. I've had a very little time here. Um, hello. This is Barton. I featured on Uncle Jim's new CD, which I hope you buy because I get a nickel from every CD. Did I do that right? <laughs> yeah, man, you are listening to this is Sammy from Uncle Jim's new CD. Let that be fine. Is that cool, Paul? Very cool. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Appreciate it, dude. We thank you and appreciate you dropping in for the Paul Leslie Hour today. You know, you can help the Paul Leslie Hour in our mission to provide independent media content like this by visiting www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. We truly thank you. This is your announcer speaking. Performance of the Entertainer intro song and Corina Corina outro song, courtesy of John Premerano. Well, that's it for today. So until next time, be safe and be good. <laughs> <laughs>